Ready for some fun in the Disney parks? Don't forget your Sorcerer Radio gear. The Sorcerer Radio Shop has everything you need to show your SR pride in the parks. Pins, shirts, hats, and more. Before you begin your vacation, stop by the Sorcerer Radio Shop at srsounds.com shop. You're listening to DW60 on Sorcerer Radio. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Sorcerer Radio. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. Time for the headlines from the Walt Disney World Resort. It's DW60's Press Row. However you may be listening, Sorcerer Radio, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, Anchor FM. We're glad you're here to find out what is happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. Jeff Davis here with you. And we are now standing at 1,103 days without a nighttime parade over at the Magic Kingdom. I want to start with this. When you go out to eat, and you know, going out to eat is never easy. You're trying to figure out what you want to eat. Now, sometimes Nicole will say, yeah, I, don't, we don't, I don't feel like cooking tonight. Why don't we go out to eat? What do you want? And my first response, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. Guys, guys have a hard time sometimes making our mind up. I'll admit that. No problem. So when you're trying to figure out what you want, you know, you all these different places running through your head, you know, Mexican, Chinese, steak, pizza. Uh, the list goes on and on. Burgers, you know, things like that. So when you get to the restaurant, you're, you get the menu. And you know, let's say, for instance, you're going to a burger joint. So when you open up the menu, you expect to see pictures of burgers and uh, fries and shakes and maybe nachos for, I don't know, an appetizer or whatever. It, it makes sense that you see hamburgers on the menu listed. Uh, this is the cheeseburger. Uh, this is the mushroom Swiss burger and so forth and so forth. You get what I'm trying to say here, okay? So you expect that when you go out to eat. Now, with Disney's Hollywood Studios and Galaxy's Edge, Disney has created this illusion that, you know, as you enter the land of Batu, you are transported from... Orlando, Florida, Walt Disney World to the planet and of Batu, And you're there at the Black Spire Outpost. So you're no longer in Florida. That's the immersion that they want to give you. That's what they're presenting for you. That's what they've created and built. And so off, right off the bat, you've got Stormtroopers, Kylo Ren, Rey, Chewbacca, X-Wing Fighters, uh, the Millennium Falcon, and all this other stuff. So, you know, you're led to believe I'm I'm on Batuu, and I'm part of Star Wars. I'm on another planet. So when you go over to Docking Bay 7, you don't expect to see on the menus cheeseburger, grilled cheese, chicken, pot roast, 
stuff like that. They've got all of these really unique type of names for the drinks and the food that you have while visiting Black Spire Outpost. And it, it's part of the immersion of being in the land. For instance, you've got the shack roast, the fried Andorian yip tip, the taste of taco dana, stuff like that. Now, be it that these names are not exactly easy to understand and say, for one thing. Uh, but it does give, you know, an example on the menu as to what exactly that is. Now, for instance, the sh- shack roast is beef pot roast, pretty much. And it says that up underneath it. Well, here's the thing. At Disney's Hollywood Studios, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, if you visit Dogging Bay 7, Food and Cargo, and you want to eat, those Star Wars-themed names for those menu items have gone away completely. No longer there. You can no longer order the smoked Kadu ribs, the fried Andorian yip tip, the shock roast, the taste of taco dana. You cannot order that anymore. When you look at the menu, you get up to the counter. Here's what you're going to see. Beef pot roast, shrimp and noodle salad, roasted chicken salad, smoked pork ribs, fried chicken. The reason they made these names is to immerse you even more into the land. And I thought it was a great idea. You just have to kind of, you know, take the time to read the menu and figure out what that is. Apparently, apparently, that was too difficult for guests to figure out. Well, I'd love to have the shack roast. And they look at the cast member and go, well, what exactly is the shack roast? Oh, dude, if you look at the menu, it gives you the description right up underneath. Beef pot roast, pasta, wilted kale, and mushrooms. That's what the shack roast is. But people couldn't take the time to look at the description of what that menu item is. It was too hard for them, and some people were probably, you know, and I get this part. They're probably a little tough for them to figure out what exactly, what what is, is that, uh, Taste of Tokadania, Takudania. People probably had trouble pronouncing these items. So Disney said, they're like, well, you know what? Um, uh, let's just change the menu, take those names off there. Let's give them, you know, they'll see pot roast, shrimp noodle salad, fried chicken, smoked pork ribs. Keep it simple. I'm on vacation. Don't make me think too much. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Don't do that. I think I, I don't like the idea of it. The whole point of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is immersing you in the Star Wars universe. Probably one of the easiest there in the land is blue and green milk. <laughs> that says it all. Over at Ronto Roasters, you know, that, things are pretty easy over there. They haven't changed the menu on that where it says, you know, a pita with coleslaw and blah, blah, blah. They're not... Sp- I mean, they're spelling it out, but it's still called what it is. But a Docking Bay 7, for some reason, people could not figure out what exactly they were ordering. They get it, and they go, oh, wait, I didn't want this. I didn't want the fried chicken. It said something else. Can I get the taste of Taco Dana? I wanted the veggie dippers. That's what I guess guests were asking for. Too complicated to read that on the menu. 
It takes away from the immersion. What's next? What else are you going to take away? Are you going to go over to the cantina and start changing the names on that menu too? That would really take away the immersion of where you're at in the land of Star Wars. I don't like it. I don't like it. Take the time. You're not, you don't have to be in such a rush all the time on vacation. Take your time. Read the menu. Look at the descriptions. Now, I haven't seen the menu up there. On the, I've seen pictures of it. I don't know how clearly you can read it. Maybe it's a little small for some people to read, and they're not sure. I don't know. I just don't like the idea of them changing the fact that you no longer have these specific Star Wars names for food. I think it takes away from the immersion. Now, you're probably saying, Jeff, gee whiz, that's such a little bitty detail. Yeah, it may be a little bitty, small detail, but when you change one thing... There's a good chance they're going to change something else, and that's not good. That's not good. So when our Star Wars hotel opens up, are you going to be having hot dogs and hamburgers? Or are you going to have the shock roast? They didn't remove the names from the desserts. Those retained their names. You've got the Batuban and the Oi Oi Puff. (laughs) Very unique names. And I would have fun ordering something like that. Yeah. Um, For dessert, I'd like to have the Oi Oi Puff. Or the Batu Bon. And and I don't see it as big of a deal as asking the cast member, what exactly does that have on it? Because I can't see that writing. Maybe Disney should have just increased the size of the writing a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. When I go to Star Wars, I expect to order food from the Star Wars universe. When I go to McDonald's, I expect to see Big Mac. I expect to see chicken nuggets. But at Star Wars, I don't expect to see on the menu pot roast, pork ribs, fried chicken. It's a small detail. I don't like it. I just don't like it. Maybe you do or do not agree with me. Let me know in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone or send an email to dw 60 at sounds.com. I don't know. It just it just doesn't throw me that they're changing that, and I haven't even experienced it yet. <laughs> I, I don't even know when I'm going to get to go to Batu. Are you kidding me? And I'm worried about what it says on the menu? Come on, Jeff. Uh, but it bothers me. It takes away from the immersion of it all. Being in the Star Wars universe. Anyway, okay, so. Uh, Walt Disney World Railroad over at the Magic Kingdom. We need to talk about this a little bit. You know it closed... It's not running right now. It started in 2019 that they shut this down. And the train itself sitting there at the the Magic Kingdom on Main Street, USA. You can take pictures with it and everything else. They closed it down because of the construction going on with the Tron light cycle run. So we now know it's going to remain closed until Tron light cycle run is ready to open. And the reason for that is, they say, because of the proximity of the railroad to the attraction itself. So, it's going to stay there on the Main Street Railroad Station all the way until 2020. A lot of people not very happy about that. I get it. The, the, the train is, is fun to ride. The interesting thing about it, though, is that the Fantasyland and the Frontier Stations are listed as reopening at the beginning of 2020. So, what's the point of having Fantasyland and Frontierland stations open 
if the train is not running? What What is the point of that? It's a conflict of information. So is the train going to go to those two stations and then stop and go backwards? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't know if it does that. It'd be kind of weird, I think. It'd be a little strange going backwards on the Walt Disney World Railroad. And I just don't know if that would work. But I found it interesting. All the way close for all of 2020. Railroad, nothing. Train is not running. But if you want to visit those two locations, you can do it. Frontierland, Fantasyland. The only thing I can think that they may be doing, if they're opening character meet and greets at those two railroad stations. That's the only thing I can think of as to why they may be opening. So, I don't know. And going back to the whole menu thing at Star Wars, I forgot about this part. The weird thing about it is, over in Disneyland at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Docking Bay 7, the menu items are still the same. They have not changed the names on the menu. Why? Do people out in California understand those items a little bit better than people on the East Coast? That may be the case. I don't know. I don't know. It just boggles my mind. I don't know. Also at uh, Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland, there are now some vegan options for guests to enjoy. That's absolutely fantastic. A lot of different uh, food chains are getting into this whole uh, plant-based meat uh, type thing going on. They have at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland this thing called the Ronto-less Wrap. It comes with a plant-based sausage, a spicy kimchi slaw, sweet pickled cucumber, and um, and also some type of a sauce wrapped up in a pita. Um, according to what one of the chefs said, it has the Impossible brand sausage, Impossible meat. I know Burger King's doing this Impossible burger thing right now. But from what I'm hearing, it's a very tasty option to enjoy. The problem is there's a lot of juice in this Ronto-less wrap. So the pita bread has a tendency to get very soggy and fall apart. And people are you know, making a mess when they eat it. But I hear it's good. So if you're going to be there at Disneyland, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, check out the Ronto-less wrap. You can have that plant-based sausage. I, I just don't know how that would taste. I still need to try... The Impossible Burger at Burger King. I need to try that because people say it's good. I'm a meat guy. I li- I, as Nicole likes to say, uh, I like my meat and salt. <laughs> the salt portion, not good. I'm a guy, though. I love salt. <laughs> what can I do? It's just who I am. It's how I'm built. All right. Disney's Hollywood Studios has decided to extend its operating hours uh, on various nights in November and December. Coming up for the holiday season here in 2019. Now, those hours specifically are a little bit different than the extra magic hours, uh, which does require, you know, guests to stay on property if you want to do all that and everything else. But you can enjoy some of these. Check these out. These are the new longer hours for Hollywood Studios. So November 24th through the 30th, park hours extend 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. That was re- originally 9 to 9. Then on December 1st, it will be open from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. December 1st through the 20... I'm sorry, December 2nd through the 14th, uh, the park hours extend to 9 p.m., previously 8 p.m. December 20th through the 30th, it will be open until 10 p.m., regular opening time. And then December 31st, park hours extend to 12 midnight, previously 9 p.m., 
Can't understand as to why they would have it 9 p.m. in the first place on New Year's Eve. That doesn't make any sense to me. People are, one, going to have a good time and party and fireworks and all that other stuff while they're at Hollywood Studios. It makes sense. Enjoy New Year's Eve. Go over to Galaxy's Edge. Watch the fireworks. Have yourself some fried chicken. <laughs> oh, goodness, I tell you. Disney's Animal Kingdom is doing the same thing, though. That's uh, that's always good. Uh, its operating hours going to select nights extend uh, for November and December. Uh, because guest demand is, apparently is going to be you know something special. Uh, remember, if you're staying at a Disney park resort, a Disney-friendly neighbor resort, you get those extra magic hours. I guess this is an extension for New Year's Eve. You're going to have some New Year's Eve-themed type of food and drinks going on. There's supposed to be a DJ over in Asia, Discovery Island, and Dinoland, USA. It's going to have the party going. Here's the look at the new longer hours at uh, Animal Kingdom. So November 25th, 26th, 27th, and 29th, they are extending the park hours to 9 p.m. It was previously 8 p.m., so an extra hour. And then on December 31st, park hours extend to 12 midnight. So you can party and bring in 2020 at the Animal Kingdom if you choose to do so. So that's nice to hear. So what if I told you that uh, if... Okay, let me ask you this question. Do you like watching movies? Are you the type of person that can just, you know, sit down on your couch and, and bring up, you know, whatever it is streaming service you're using? Uh, Hulu, Netflix, uh, upcoming Disney Plus, whatever. Sit down and just binge watch movies. Just go through all these movies, all these TV shows and everything else. Do you enjoy doing that? The question is now, would you love to get paid to do something like that? Well, check this out. Reviews.org. It's a company that reviews tech products and the services required to use them in your home. And what they're doing is they're going to choose five people to earn money by watching 30 movies in 30 days on Disney+. Plus. Now, if you get this dream job, you're going to get a paid subscription for Disney+, Plus for a full year. You'll get $1,000, and you get a Disney-themed movie-watching kit. Now, that is going to include a mouse-themed blanket, four cups, and a Pixar popcorn popper, complete with movie theater popcorn kernels. 1000 bucks. A free year of Disney Plus and popcorn? That's a steal of a deal, people. That's a steal, not a deal. Here's the thing. If you want to apply, you have to be 18 or older. That's how old you have to be. And you must be a U.S. citizen or permanent resident to apply. What you need to do is head over to reviews.org slash tv-service forward slash Disney dash plus dash dream dash job. <laughs> so it's all the dashes. Just put it all one word. Good grief. That's a good deal, though. And some good, some really good movies that they've listed. They list all the movies on the website. They'll tell you about that if you go over to that website. And uh, you get paid $1,000 and, and just sit and enjoy a movie once a day. Heck, yeah. They're probably going to ask you... A lot of various questions as to when you're done. You'll have to fill out some, you know, stuff on questionnaire online, so forth and so forth. That's what the whole review part of it is in the first place. But I think that's a fantastic deal, and only five people can be selected. 
And I think they do ask for some um, some information when you fill out the form and also some type of a video as well to submit uh, about your favorite Disney movie. Uh, so if you're a very creative person and you're interested in that, that's what you need to check out. I guess I'm just going to be talking a lot about food for, for this edition of Press Row. I, I can't get away from it. <laughs> so uh, the big question is here, and, and this has to do with food and wine. Have you ever wondered how much it would cost you if you wanted to try everything at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival? I mean, we're talking a lot of booths, a lot of choices, a lot of drinks, and all that other stuff. I mean, think about how much would it cost? Just trying to imagine that for a moment, okay? Well, the thing is, Orlando Sentinel's Dwayne Bevel did a calculation of the cost of buying all 97 special food items that are offered at this year's Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. And the total that he came up with, just uh, I kind of went, it's a lot, but it's not a lot at the same time, I guess. For, one, for, for the whole thing, for this year's Food and Wine Festival, you got everything. All of those food items. $542.35. That's about an average cost of about $5.66. $0.60. Per item. Thing is, it's an increase of about 30 cents per item from last year. Now let's add in all the beverages. That was just food I was talking about. Let's add up all the beverages. And that kind of stuff, you know, includes beer flights and all these other things that are so fantastic. Your grand total. Everything that you want to enjoy. Everything they have to offer at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival for 2019 would cost you. $1,266.93. Now remember, that does not include park admission and parking (laughs) at the same time. Woo! (laughs) That's That's a price. You know what? I would probably go for the $542 for the food and just carry around a water bottle. Maybe have a drink here and there. There's no way possible that you could do it. I couldn't do every single drink. There's no way. I, I, I guess I would kind of get tired of it a little bit. Like, okay, I'll have another drink. I'd love to have all the food. Don't get me wrong on that. That would be great. So if you save up all year long, all year long, save up $100 all year from the, you know, from right now until next year, you'd probably have enough to enjoy all the items at the Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. That's... 100 bucks a month. That's not going out to eat a few times a month for some people. Or that's, you know, hey, let's not go out to eat as much. Let's cancel our Hulu and Netflix subscription. We're just going to have Disney Plus. That's it. Um, and a few other things. You can afford that. I mean, it's not bad. It's still high. I get that. $542. That's a lot. But at the same time, it's not. 97 items. 97 special food items that are offered this year. 500 bucks. Not a bad deal. And especially if you're a local resident there in the Orlando area and you know you're going to be going to Walt Disney World a lot, you know you're going to be at Epcot doing food and wine a lot. Not a bad option. Really not. Look into it. I don't know if you could do it now. <laughs> You've got a very limited amount of time before the Food and Wine Festival ends at Epcot in November. Mm. 
Maybe next year. Maybe next year. All right, the animation experience over at Conservation Station. And Disney's Animal Kingdom continues to teach guests how to draw animal characters from Disney's The Lion King throughout the day. Starting on October the 18th, the theme of the program is going to go towards the villains. Now, Scar and Ed, they're going to remain in the rotation. You can still draw them. But Bruce from Finding Nemo, Hopper from A Bug's Life, Shere Khan from The Jungle Book, and TikTok from Peter Pan are going to enter the rotation as well. So a lot of great opportunities for you to draw a villain. They're the animation experience. Now remember, Fast Pass Plus reservations for the experience are available. They continue to be available. Take get take use of it. You know, not have to wait in line or anything else. But remember this: always remember to allow yourself enough time. If you're gonna, if you have to take that train from Harambe to Conservation Station for the session. Allow yourself enough time to wait in line for the train, then get over there, then you can enjoy the animation experience. Just a thought for you. So finally, <laughs> when you, you lock your doors at night, when you're at home, because of two things. You want to keep yourself protected, and you want to keep your things protected. They got some expensive equipment here. We got some, you know... Kids have got gaming systems. Parents have their laptops and phones and TVs and Blu-ray players. Uh, very Maybe expensive art, stuff like this. So we, we lock and key it. You're not getting it. We're, we're keeping it safe. We're keeping ourselves safe. You know, Disney does the same thing with their warehouses. They've got all of this fantastic stuff. Some stuff that they are keeping for a later date. Some stuff that they took off an attraction and... They're keeping it for whatever reason. I don't know. But they do that with these warehouses, and they put them under lock and key because they're expensive, and they don't want somebody just coming up and just taking things, right? I I get that. That's understandable. But here's the thing. There is an investigation going on right now conducted by the Orange County Sheriff's Office in the apparent theft of pieces of two popular Walt Disney World attractions. This is nuts. Check this out. The incident report shows that a set of sails from Peter Pan's flight and a shell and three seats from Space Mountain have gone missing from one of the storage sheds. The report also says that an employee who is doing inventory in a padlocked storage shed on October the 1st noticed that the items were missing. They're saying right now that these items, the estimated value of them, is approximately $20,000. We're talking a shell, set of sails from Peter Pan's flight, and three seats from Space Mountain. So, either these sails have been used before and they were just put away because they they were faded, they just didn't look good, whatever. A shell, I don't know where the shell came from. Little Mermaid, perhaps? I, hmm, I don't know. I find that interesting. But then three seats from Space Mountain? You can literally take the seat out of the car? Wow, that's something. But <laughs> it's under lock and key. So who are your suspects? I'll tell you who your sp- suspects are. Cast members. That's who's responsible for this. Somebody with a key gave somebody the key, and they went and got that stuff. Those are your suspects. And, and that's, gosh, man, that just, that's bad. 
when you can't even trust a cast member to do their job and not give but at the same time you may ask yourself well what does somebody need a set of sails from Peter Pan's and a shell and three seats from Space Mountain for why because they're going to sell it on eBay or they're just going to sell it you know on the dark web <laughs> whatever I don't know to steal stuff like that is just it, it just blows my mind you know, we had stuff from Cranium Command off a little animatronic that was taken and stolen. You know, the guy was going to sell it on eBay or something, you know. Somebody was looking for it. But obviously, a cast member told someone that they knew, Hey, by the way, there is this item, this item, and this item inside that storage shed over there. Do you want to try and sell it and you can cut me a deal? The guy's like, yeah, sure, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, it's a cast member it's responsible for all that. Why are we keeping all of this stuff? If it's not being used, why are we keeping it? Like I said, it could be brand new items. I don't know if it was used or not. But if it's old items you're not going to use anymore, why are they just sitting there? There are a lot of different props backstage at the Walt Disney World Resort that are just sitting in fenced areas that are under lock and key. Literally sitting there deteriorating. What is the point? What is the point in keeping all of that stuff for somebody like this person to just go in there and steal it? The I think a few days after or the day after Illuminations Reflections of Earth was done, they were dismantling the globe. Sucker was taken apart. People saw it from the Skyliner as they were going by into the Epcot area. They're like, oh my gosh, that's the globe from Illuminations and it's in pieces. My suggestion on that, and, and I haven't talked about this yet. My suggestion on that globe from Illuminations, melt down the steel, melt it down, and make pins. Make Disney pins out of the globe. I think that's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, maybe a, you know, uh, remember Illuminations. I know they had, you know, the shirts and all that. I, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But remember when they had the 2000 icon and the Mickey wand on top of Spaceship Earth and those little glittery things that were on the top and everything else? You remember those? Okay. Those little glittery things that would, you know, shine in the sun and everything else. They took those and they cut them into itsy bitsy teeny tiny little pieces. And they put them inside a little bitty bottle. Bubble. Not a bottle. A bubble. And they made pins out of them. So you had just a little bitty piece of the Millennium Celebration and the Epcot wand and the Epcot sign. Little bitty pieces, and they sold them in pens. People loved them. I never got one. I want one. I still want one because I love Epcot. But I thought that was super cool. Why not do the same thing with the globe? Melt it down and make pins out of it. That's a, I, I think that's a great idea. Maybe a pin that says, we go on. or something. I don't know. If you have an idea... For a Disney pin made from the globe that they used in Illuminations Reflections of Earth, let me know. Say something over in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone on Facebook, or you can send me an email. Send your email to dw60 at srsounds.com. And those are your headlines from the Walt Disney World Resorts. 
here on Press Row. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Swisher Radio, srsounds.com. Enhance your Epcot International Food and Wine Festival experience with the Festival of Food mobile app. With the Festival of Food app, you'll see everything that's available, including location, pictures, and pricing. Create your to-do list, track your progress, and read ratings and reviews from other foodies. There's a lot to taste at this year's festival. You don't want to miss a thing. Download the free Festival of Food app today to start planning, eating, and sharing. Available for iOS and Android. Find it in iTunes and the Google Play Store. Take a moment and think about where you are. Now, let's dream about where you'd rather be. A Disney Cruise Line vacation, perhaps? Let us help. We'll add some ocean waves. Now, the kids are playing at their own clubs. You're enjoying a romantic dinner. And tonight, gather for fireworks over the ocean. More fireworks. When you're dreaming of the perfect vacation for the whole family, the difference is Disney. Visit www.storybookdestinations.com to get started. Together, we can write your next fairy tale vacation. When coffee pots brew in empty chambers and aromas of pumpkin spice drift through the halls. When happily never after's praline flavor hangs where the air is deathly still. This is the time when fall flavors are present, brewing roast like ghoulish delight. Welcome, foolish mortals, to Expedition Roasters. I am your roaster, your ghost roaster. Now, please drag your bodies over to ExpeditionRoasters.com. There's a brew for everyone. Our seasonal pumpkin spice king has materialized once again. But step lively and grab your bag before it disappears. It's only available for a limited time and limited quantities. And Sorcerer Radio listeners, we're just dying to have you. So use code SR20 to save 20% off your first purchase with us. Come brew your happy place at expeditionroasters.com. Are you a park opener? Maybe you love the smell of pirate water. Here at Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company, we're a little sweet on Gaston, and we think you might be too. Bring these magically inspired scents to your home, or it could be off with your head. Magically scent your world at magicallyscented.com. Sorcerer Radio listeners, be sure to use the code SOR20 to get 20% off your next magically scented order. Do you have a Disney-related business or product and would like help getting the word out? Become a sponsor of Sorcerer Radio today. For more information, please contact our business office via email at sponsors at srsounds.com. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> you think Calypso music is hot? You wait till you taste the pepper on this one. Ha! Ico, Ico brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Now, if you need to get in contact with me, send me an email. Send it to DW60 at SRSounds.com. You can contact me on Twitter at DW underscore 60. You can send a message to the DW60 Press Row Facebook page, or you can contact me in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. You want to hear DW60 in its entirety? Listen every single Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, with a replay at 7 p.m. Eastern over at srsounds.com. 
This is Jeff Davis, DW60's Press Row Podcast. Have a magical day. Hi, this is Sorcerer, thanking you, the listeners, for your continued support of Sorcerer Radio, a station committed to bringing the best Disney programming in keeping with Walt Disney's vision, a station where children and parents can have fun listening together and also transporting you back to that favorite place that you all love so much, Walt Disney World. Thanks again for listening. Have a magical day. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Join the geek revolution and save the galaxy. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Want to know more? Join We Be Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Listen to Weeby Geeks podcast on iTunes and Stitcher or online at WeebyGeeks.net. Weeby Geeks, your voice for the geek revolution. Want to know more?